Hello and welcome back to this episode of the Marketing Mini Bytes podcast. Today I've got the pleasure of being joined by Martin Afire, MBE, the former rugby league and former union players, four-time Challenge Cup winner with Wigan. Uh, he's the top try scoring English player of all time and he's currently the brand ambassador uh, at Connected Curb as well. A, a big welcome to the show, Martin. Thanks for having me, Chris. Good stuff. How's it going for you down in uh, down south? Oh, just enjoying the last days of summer, or the last day of summer, should I say, today. <laughs> Apparently, uh, the, the temperatures plummet uh, tomorrow. So, yeah, you know, just enjoy it while it lasts. Mm. <laughs> Fingers crossed we can make the most of it. Um, it's, it's great to get you on the podcast today. I've heard uh, so many great things about you both on and off the pitch. And I really thought it'd be a good opportunity just to bring you on the show, talk a little bit about you, talk about the kind of all the great stuff you're doing outside of rugby, and a little bit about how you market yourself and market your companies. So I guess we'll we'll really jump in at the start, really. I'm really interested to know, right back in rugby, how did you fall in love with it? What made you passionate about the game and, and kind of what drew you into the sport? Um, just opportunity. I think how most things start in life, be they relationships, jobs, careers, um, you know, you have to have that opportunity. Uh, you have to be exposed to it. Um, I went to uh, just an ordinary primary school in Islington. My mother was a school teacher. My my father was a lawyer, a barrister at the time. So obviously education was um, high on the agenda. They found out about a grammar school, uh, which they sent my brother to originally. And as people may or may not know, in a lot of the uh, better schools in England, they tend to focus more on rugby than football. Uh, which was something I didn't realise at the time. So, yeah, I just rocked up to this uh, boarding school. And um, I just remember thinking to myself, what, you don't have a football team? It just did not make sense to me. Um, but um, I literally picked the ball up and ran with it. <laughs> Pardon the pun. And, um, yeah, um, took to it like a duck to water, really. You know, I embraced the opportunity. I could have, um, you know, just cried and, you know, did play a bit of football on our own time. Mm. But, you know, the number one sport, for the school was rugby, um, you know, had a history of, of uh, playing rugby. And, you know, I wanted to aspire to play in the first 15. And that was my first goal, really. I'm um, trying to, to make it into the first 15 as a as a wide-eyed 11-year-old who used to watch, you know, players play. I remember on Churchfield and I used to think to myself, one day that'll be me. You know, <laughs> even at that early age, I had dreams. And my dreams are pretty... Um, uh, not as big as uh, MBEs and statues and, uh, you know, being the... <laughs> highest try score of all time it was just a question of yeah. I was just an 11 year old watching the first of Dean and I wanted to you know that to be me and when you have those dreams you know they, they might start off small but they can expand and grow and become um, you know bigger things and that's all about having that growth mindset we put names to things now you know um, you know but I always say before they invented the manual for anything people still got stuff done so you know that's how I like mm -hmm. in my sort of rugby career you know now you know, there's visualization and, and all sorts of terms that like sports psychologists gives to to certain states of mind and growth mindsets and, and you know, uh, <laughs> setting goals and all those sort of things. But I was just doing me. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have, yeah. you know, specific technical names for these things. I was just doing it. I think they um, yeah. call it now, um, uh, you know, just I was even got the, the, the term that they use, but it was called... Um, unconscious uh success or something like that you know you, you're doing something positive but you're not yeah. really you know that conscious of the fact that you're doing it you're just doing you you're just being you and uh, and i think that's the, the secret to my success really i had um 
uh, certain mindset, uh, you know, which I'd like to all put down to me, but it was probably down to my, my dad and, and things that he used to instill us, you know, little things that like tell me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. And I always used to think, oh, if I'm hanging around, you know, if I'm ever confused about who I am, you know, look around you. If you're hanging around with bank robbers, chances are you're a bank robber. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I know that sounds pretty yeah. basic. But, you know, yeah, you, you are influenced by the people that you surround yourself with. And uh, we, we know that now. Uh, but back then, as I say, I just picked up on, on little things that, that stuck with me, things that I came came from my mum and my dad. And I think that they, they were the grounding for me. And, you know, I just went out and I did me. Awesome. It sounds like one of those things where if you just get your head down and just go for it, you'll you'll kind of you'll get there no matter what. And it, your ambition and your passion, like like what's happened with you, yeah. will shine through. Yeah, won't you, it? Have, yeah, you, you have to believe it. Right? You know, if yeah. you've got no legs and you, and you uh, and you have this firm belief that you're going to beat your same bolt in a race. It's probably never going to happen. So you have to have, you know, you have to have a, a certain level of realism, but you have to be, that's why they say you have to believe it. If you're of sound mind or body and you can convince yourself then, you know, you are half the way there. Because most things, you know, if you think you can do it and you think you can't do it, you know, that is sometimes, if it's if it's a 50-50 thing, that could be the difference between making it and not making it, you know. Um, yeah. You do have to have that, you do have to have that belief, you know, uh, that desire and those, you know, those things within you which make you get up in the morning and go after it every day, you know. To do that, you've got to believe it. Because I'm a firm believer that if you have a goal to achieve something, one of only th three things can happen. You die, you succeed, or you give up. <laughs> and when you put it that simply, that when, and you believe in yeah. something, that's when you, you go for it, and you don't know what you can achieve. You know, even talking uh, more recently, I, I remember, you know, it was 2016, I didn't know what an electric vehicle was. It was just another rugby player, a guy called Andy Gomesall, uh, also a rugby player, part of England's 2003 World Cup winning squad. He gave me a lift in an I-3. And I thought, wow, what are all these things? You know, anyone who's been in an electric vehicle knows the, you know, the, the exhilaration of it. it. It's a great experience. You know, that immense talk, they're silent. <laughs> you know, it was weird. So it was something that really sort of caught my imagination. And I just went on to fully charge, you know, a, a YouTube uh, site, which, 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 you know, talked about electric cars. You know, I got to learn about them. And then just the last week, I was on fully charged live. I thought to myself, I've gone from just wow. watching videos on YouTube to being <laughs> on stage at fully um, charged live uh, down at Farnborough talking about my story talking about EV talking about my work as um, connected curb ambassador talking about net zero climate change and all sorts I thought to myself wow who thought I didn't know anything about EVs you know the most I knew about EVs in 2016 before Andy gave me that lift was the Seeker Seeker was it the, the, the C5 the Sinclair C5 and milk floats yeah that's all I knew yeah. about <laughs> and in you know what five years i've gone you know and, and learned and, and, and studied and it's just about my passion and desire uh to to learn more you know and that's if you haven't got you know that much knowledge you can still transfer your desire you, your passion and your lived experience that's what people don't understand is that if you've done something for a specific period of time that is gold you know we we mm. we mine that as organizations as individuals now it's called data isn't it <laughs> your life yeah. story is data <laughs> and no one yeah. is uh, more of an expert on your life story than you so that's why i say to everyone you know whether you succeed at something or whether you fail at something your life story is gold so remember that life story because it's so important and so valuable to so many people to inspire people
to uh, you know to add to other people's stories and then you get packaged up and that's sold as data to advertisers and all sorts of things <laughs> so when you have that mindset yeah. just having that mindset and, and 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 understanding that um whether you succeed at something or whether you fail at something they're just as important because sometimes people succeed just because they're lucky and uh, you know whether it's called the lottery mm. or whether it's called you just I, I was i thought i was lucky you know you just happen to be on one path and it's worked out some people are on another path and it doesn't work out but what they don't do is just do something different <laughs> you know if you could you know they say yeah. uh, the form of madness is to keep doing the same thing failing and expecting success you just tweak it a bit mm. you know you all you've done is you found one way to fail so you find another way to fail then you find another way to fail and eventually you find a way to succeed and if you succeed through failing it's more beneficial than succeeding without failing because if you succeed mm. without failing you just think that's how you become arrogant that's how you think that's the only way to success you have a very limited view of things and sometimes you know succeeding without failure can, can be uh, uh, you know not a good thing when you have that mindset, no, absolutely not. That the most important thing is to have the mindset because whether you fail or succeed, you've still got that growth mindset. And sometimes in life, um, the hardest thing to do, and that's why we want problems in our life, you know, like injuries and stuff, because yeah. if you don't have any adversity, then you just think you just carry on doing what you're doing. And, and what we also have to realize is there's always a better way. Whatever way you've found to succeed, there's always a better way. And if you're you, if you don't fail or you have problems, you're not going to look for that, same, that other way, isn't it? <laughs> if you're earning Absolutely. a million a year, you just I, think, yeah, you don't realize, oh, I'm going to earn 10 million a year. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I do definitely think you learn a lot more from your failures, like you absolutely said, because if you're just going down the straight line of winning, then you're like, well, am I actually winning or can I, can I be doing 100x what I'm doing now? So I think what you said yeah. speaks volumes to a lot of people. Um, and, and when it comes down to your career as well, like when I was thinking, well, what a question I really wanted to ask you was what your proudest moment in your career was. It, it might be, you know, the, the, the 1994 try when it helped you guys win the Langston Trophy, that 90 meter dash to sink Leeds. I, I suspect it made you feel amazing, but I'm there thinking, well, perhaps that wasn't your proudest moment in career. Maybe it was something where you, you failed and you thought, oh, I'm going to try something different. What, what what was that proudest moment in your career? I think the definitely, you know, uh, the biggest moment in my career, definitely it's going to have to be that um, uh, try, you know, uh, at Wembley in 1994. I think as a sportsman, you know, you don't normally get to choose your own um, thing that you're remembered for. You know, if I say mm. Johnny Wilkinson, we're going to think of, of, of that drop goal. If we say uh, Carl Lewis, going to think of him winning all those gold medals at the at the Olympics. You know what I mean? If I think of David Beckham, you think of that goal yeah. he scored from the halfway line, all the things you do. So you don't, you know. And sometimes when you try and, you know, if it's something else, then you know it's kind of like so many people are going to come up to you and, and talk about that thing. It just ingrains it into your psyche. So whether you like it or not, that becomes the the thing that defines you. You know, there's a statue outside Wembley Stadium of me in the pose yeah. I adopted after. I scored the try. I scored the try, and um, it's funny. I've scored ten tries in the game. I've done so many things, but it's almost like that um, uh, old thing that I used to say, isn't it? Um, you know, if if, uh, if a tree falls in the wood and it doesn't make a noise, you know what I mean? If it's not on TV, if it's not, and that's why I think it's been sad about sport. You know, in through mm -hmm. the last uh, eighteen months, or so you know, during COVID, and that we haven't had fans to um, yeah. there to enjoy. You know, some of the games have been on TV. But, you know, there's been so many great things that past sportsmen have done, but we don't even think about them because they weren't on TV. You know what I mean? We'll go back to, to even the, the, the gladiators and the amphitheaters of Rome, you know, doing great things. But we're not going to know about that because that doesn't relate to our 
society or, or, or in the first Olympics, you know, that, you know, we only know what we what we see and what we are, are exposed to. So, you know, if you want to put something up which doesn't relate to the rest of mankind and society, then it's kind of kind of almost like falls on deaf ears and it's just like it's like everyone's life. You know, we all have the we all have a life, we all have things, but it's only certain people who's who what they do affects enough people and that's how you become iconic isn't it because life is about emotional connections and if you connect emotionally with enough people you know i i walk around i could be in some random country and i know that if so if i bump into somebody who was at wembley on that day and there was about ninety thousand people and obviously there's, there's, there's more watching on tv tv and they connected emotion with that moment either they were leeds fans so they hate mm-hmm. me they're a wigan fan or they were just a uh, you know, uh, neutral, but they just saw, wow, you know, it's easy to connect to, isn't it? <laughs> a guy running Absolutely. down the pitch from one end to the other end and scoring, it doesn't matter whether you're watching American football or Gaelic football or whatever. We, as human beings, connect with that. If you see somebody running fast, running through the whole team, it doesn't matter what sport you're watching, <laughs> you know, you connect with that. You go, wow, what's that? It's fun. And people have come up to me and say, oh, Martin, I, you know, I wasn't a big rugby fan, but I remember seeing that try and I thought to myself, yeah. wow, you know, that fact that I've connected on so on such a level with so many people for that one moment in my life, uh, which is going to, you know, as long as that statue is still there, people are going to still be walking past it, Googling it, saying, who is this guy? What has he done? Probably a clip of me scoring that try will come up and, you know, you've yeah. made another, you've made another connection. And I think, that's what I love about sports, those emotional connections. It doesn't matter about your stats. You know, people, you know, you, I heard you say it and it didn't even resonate to me. Oh, he's the highest English try score of all time. But, but, you know, that doesn't really resonate. You know what I mean? I've scored 10 tries in the game. It doesn't mean anything. I've won yeah. four challenge cuts. Other people have won more challenge cuts. You know, I think Sean Edwards has, 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 won, has won about nine. You know what I mean? So how does that compare? That doesn't yeah. mean, doesn't connect with anything it just it's just stats that's what they say stats stats and more stats but when you see something you know what i mean it makes you go wow Mm. i was just going to say i think that's really really important for the quote that i heard as well in terms of it doesn't matter what people say it's all about how you feel people are going to remember how you feel and not what you said so i can't remember what my old manager might have said to me before but i definitely remember how they made me feel and that sounds like it's absolutely the case here those ninety thousand people will have felt something that will stay done they can't remember what you screamed to the fans afterwards or what you said in the post-match interview but they remember that incident and i think that's true for sports i think that's true for marketing i think that's true for anything social everything it's how you make those people feel which is important that's exactly what you do you know whether it's selling whether it's marketing whether it's sport any whether it's uh you know trying to uh connect with a classroom of children it's about trying to the best teachers are the ones that you, you who connect with you emotionally because we are the sum of our emotions my dad wrote a book many years ago which i'm trying to get reprinted now called understanding your emotions and if you can understand your emotions you're going to go a long way in life understand why we do things um you know like climate change like staying healthy why is it that we all know what to do to stay healthy yet most of the population are unhealthy so you know exactly what to do yeah. but for some reason, you're not emotionally connected uh, with that information to get it done. That's why, you know, how Christianity spread. It spread from one, you know, I'm not going to get all religious here, but, you know, or, or let's call it network marketing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It spreads from yeah. one to three to 12 to how, I mean, because 
you could only emotionally connect with a certain number of people. And that's why people who can connect emotionally with a lot of people become special, whether it's Gandhi, whether it's Martin Luther King, whether it's Michael Jordan. It's that ability to become, to connect emotionally with your actions, like, you know, Messi in the modern day, Maradona, Pele, uh, you know, even Steve Jobs or whatever industry it is, being able to connect, you know, being a celebrity, that ability, and we don't know what it is. They call it the X factor. They call it this. They call it that. But it is all it is about being able to connect emotionally with uh, a large group of people, and we don't know why that is. Is it the tone of their voice? Is it, you know, how they look? Is it the way they sing? Is it the way they carry their body? Is it the fact that they're just good at sport? And sport is a great vehicle for connecting with people emotionally. You know, like if you if you support Arsenal, if you support Man United, you know what I mean? They will say. I'm so-and-so till I die, whatever club, you know, whatever club <laughs> references it. Because that's where it is. You, you just emotionally connect to that yeah. club. And even if they sell, and that's why I see it's different in American sports, isn't it? And that's why culture is a big part of it as well. Because in American sports, they follow the individual, don't they? So if you're a fan of Michael yeah. Jordan, if Michael Jordan tends to go to, or LeBron James goes to another club, then you tend to support that club. Whereas yeah. in England, our emotional connections with the actual club. And, you know, it's unheard of, you know, even if, you know, not how much you love Messi or whatever. If he goes to another club, that's it. He's dead to you. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so exactly. So exactly. You start to think about things like that and understand that, that's how you, so that's why I say I always knew that understanding your emotions and what makes you tick and what gets you up in the morning, how you believe, how your mind works and, and really digging deep into that and, and, you know, what gets us to move. Because even if you're in a, it doesn't matter if you're in a, you know, you're the top of a big company, you're the, you know, you're in local government, you're the prime minister, you're still a human being and you're still prone to all the things mm -hmm. that hold individual humans back. <laughs> you know, we just think that sometimes because people are experts, that they're, they're different. To, 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 they're not. They're just, they've just got a lot. All there are means they've got a lot more information. It still means that they might not act on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I think that's why there's businesses that are so willing to spend the cash when it comes to being involved in these sports companies, whether it's the billboards on the side, just being affiliated in some way, shape or form with the Olympics, for example, you know, the Olympics, you're affiliated with this big, huge brand that's nothing but being connective and inclusive and the best of the best. So it's definitely that enthusiasm which you kind of get and why people want to invest in it, because it's that that feeling isn't it so really good i guess speaking about connected as well this is probably a great segue into connected curve if you don't mind me kind of going down this route and i know we talked about it before in terms of the electric car front and i think it'd be great for our listeners to know a little bit about what you're doing at connected curve being the brand ambassador there and what you're really trying to achieve as well um yes i am the brand ambassador at connected curve i first started in the company uh just nearly three years ago now just again opportunity i was open to the opportunity um i was looking to uh, get back into the business world i've done a lot of reality tv shows from um, strictly back in 2004 which i must thank johnny wilkinson for because i wasn't a, a rugby player on a on a major reality tv show until he kicked that drop goal in uh, 2003 <laughs> and put rugby on the map it did it just gave people a whole new connection with rugby wow. you know we became you know England are the world champions and all of a sudden rugby mm. players are the big thing now on reality TV you go back to before 2003 there weren't there weren't many rugby players on on reality TV shows now you know they're part and parcel up there and you know Johnny Wilkinson and the England team and Clive Wood and uh, we've got a lot to as rugby players who have come up after him and even before I've got a lot to to, to thank you know just about the emotions that they put within the country about rugby players and how you know successful and this and that and uh, it's great and 
So that's what I deal in with basically at Collective Curb is, you know, I, I'm just telling my story, telling my journey, um, telling my journey into, um, into, into EV. You know, I mentioned, you know, Andy Gomesall uh, back in, in 2016 and, and I just went online. It's like, you know, well, I was just being, you know, I'm a firm believer that, you know, you just be and, you know, opportunities all around us. And if you're open to them, you know, they will be there. You don't have to go searching for them. They'll, they'll be there. And uh, the, you know, an opportunity to to invest in and um, uh, work with Connected Curb came about around about in 2018 November. So yes, yeah, so that's almost three years three years ago now. And um, yeah, you know, I just jumped. I thought, you know, this is something I'm passionate about. Just similar to how I got into rugby or how footballers get into football. You don't get in it to become a professional. You get it because you love it. You generally love it. You know, uh, there's an emotional connection between you and the sport because if you're just in it for the money or in it for some thing, you know, material or something that's that's not really emotion driven, then you know, when you go through tough times, what's there to bond you? There's nothing to keep you to that. Yeah. To what it is that you love, so you have to have that emotional connection to get you through the tough time because you love it. You know, you, you know, when your children are behaving horrible, you know, if it was someone else's kids, you wouldn't have time for them because there's that emotional mm. connection between your own kids. You don't give up with it. You know, if it's within your relationships, you know, because you've got that emotional connection, even when your wife's giving you a hard time and shouting at you, because you love her, <laughs> you stay with her. So it is all about the, the emotional connection. The emotions are the glue that keep things together through the tough times, and. Um, you know, that's what I do. I'd share that whole emotional journey, with, you know, in, in Connected Curve. Uh, you know, I share the fact that I'm passionate about this, the passion about the fact that we have to do uh, something to, to halt climate change, that, you know, we want this planet to be in a great place when our, you know, great, great, great grandchildren are here. Who doesn't want that? We're all on, the, on, on this, you know. And th- I don't think there's a person alive who doesn't want this planet to be in a great place when yeah. their great grandchildren, if they have them, are on this planet. You know, uh, <laughs> I don't see anyone go, no, I want it to be in a worse place. No. But then just because we want that, are we prepared to actually do something about it? Will we put first things first? You say you want it, but are you prepared to do something about it? And I think that is where the sort of change has come, I think, of of recent in that, you know, we are awake now. We actually want to do something about it. Yeah, we give, gave it lip service a few years ago, you know, net zero, Greta Thunberg, you know, um, uh, climate change, you know, net zero. But, you know, even you know, I, I can go off tangent here and talk about you know uh, the way we treat our bodies, the way we treat each other. You know, be that race relations. You know, uh, Black Lives Matter. You know, the way the existence, existence of the life of the black man was not that great back in the 1800s. Mm. It's it's a lot better now. The, the, the you know yeah. what black sports had to to endure. Even go back into the 70s, we've all been there. The football brands and. And now, you know, that level of that has not been, you know, it's not acceptable now. You know, when England go and play and, you know, the, the abuse that some England players uh, had to endure after Euro uh, 2020 or 2021. I don't know which it was. It was in, it's called 2020, but it was in 2021. <laughs> but, you know, what I'm trying to say, you know, now we go, oh, that's not yeah. acceptable. But back in the day, you know, it was embarrassing watching Match of the Day sometimes. You know, you heard the chants, not in the background. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think they have to dub out if they want to show that footage now. I don't think they can. You know what I mean? Or they have to dub it out and stuff like that. You know, that's just the world is evolving. And what a lot of people don't seem to understand, and, you know, you want to, don't know how big we want to take this, knowing that I'm, I'm not the one for tearing down statues or whatever. But what people sometimes don't understand is that history always judges you. And that's why I think in this country we we focus so much and uh, we are taught so much about 
the, the First World War and the Second World War. I think it's because it's a time when Britain was one of the good guys and, uh, you know, de- yeah. uh, defending. But we, we don't seem to uh, push so much about, you know, the times when we were doing, you know, all the wars we were involved in where they weren't so great. We don't have too mm. many monuments and, <laughs> and uh, you know, blowing trumpets for those. You know what I mean? We, <laughs> we focus on that. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> <laughs> but hey ho, uh, yeah, we want to, you know, we can tell, we don't want to tell the mucky stuff now. We'll forget about that. Let's focus on the, on the good shit. Um, but, uh, no, no. you know, so that's what, so that's what I mean. So it's about emotions because, you know, that's going to make you feel bad. Why do you want to feel bad? You want to remember stuff that makes you feel good, you know, and, and then go on and do more good stuff, you know. So, so I'm all, I'm all about that. And, you know, that's what I do in Connected Curb, you know, whether that's within the company, within meetings, sharing my journey, sharing my passion. Um, uh, getting people to connect emotionally because I can tell you as much as I can about uh, Connected Curbs kit and it's fantastic. You know, we are uh, uh, delivering electric vehicle charging infrastructure to the masses. You know, to, to I'm, I'm fortunate. I, 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 you know, I have a certain level of income. I have a certain size house. I can get a charger on my drive so I can charge up my electric vehicle every night and go wherever I want beyond the route. You know, as long as I don't go beyond the range of my vehicle and I don't need mm. any other charger. But if I don't have a driveway or if I'm going beyond the range of my car, then it's a whole different story. I have to plug in to um, national networks. And um, that's so that's just transferring that story and getting people to invest emotionally into that. Because if we can get them to invest emotionally, then all the other stuff, you know, if you want to make things happen, then as I say, through the tough times and if things don't quite work out, then you're going to still be on board and you're going to make it happen. Go that extra mile. But if you're not emotionally invested, and I'm telling you about this, all you're going to say to is, well, I can't do it. What about this? Or what about that? You become part of the problem and not part of the solution. You look for all the reasons why you can't do it. Your glass half empty rather than being half full. And, 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 and then even become, as I say, becoming part of the solution. And if we haven't got a solution, then you can say, okay, well, I'll, I'll do this. I'll find that. I'll find that extra money there. I'll do this. I'll do that. Why? Because we want to save the planet. Because climate change is something we're emotionally invested in. And that's where I come into. I'm not an expert on, um, on climate change. I always say this. I'm not an expert on electric vehicles. I'm learning. <laughs> I've learned enough to speak mm. to people who are probably less educated than myself. <laughs> and uh, But it's all about the emotions and getting them. In, do, is this something you mm. want to do? You know, if you want to lose weight, you know, why do you want to, you know, do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to lose weight? Why? Because you want to see, you want, you know, fewer health problems in five, ten years time and maybe you want to be there and walk your, um, you know, your daughter down the aisle. You want to, be there and be able to you know it's heartbreaking when you see a footballer say you know on tv about how his dad did so much for him and how his dad's not here today you know so Hmm. if you could go back in time and say to your dad look look, dad do this do that do that and uh, maybe you might be there one day if i make my england debut you know all of a sudden you're getting people emotionally invested like yeah yeah, okay you know i might actually do those steps and i might actually eat those that salad or that thing or doing you know the third gratification and that's you know bringing that whole mindset of approach into electric vehicle because it's in everything that we do everything that we do whether it's studying for exams whether that's bringing up our kids whether that is um you know climate change whether that is running for parliament whether it's even just doing this podcast you know you have to be motivated to get up in the morning to actually do that prepare it and do it you know what i mean 
that's your emotions. Absolutely. You know, because you know, you've got a why. I don't know what I've just met you, but I don't know what your motivation is. But I'm sure you've got a bigger plan of maybe I don't know what it is you want to do. But that why is what gets you up every day to go through all this and yeah. the journey and you get get bigger and get more followers and you get this, you get that, and then you know, it just becomes this upward spiral instead of a downward spiral. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think, yeah, with this podcast, I've just real, really find insight in helping other people learn a little tip or trick or two, picking up things that I yep. never even know. And podcasts like this, you know, a free content, it's, it doesn't cost anybody anything just to get a few little bit of words of encouragement or, you know, find something out that they've never done before that in fact, they f- it flicks a switch and suddenly they're doing loads more than they've ever done. And I think just speaking to you, like the, the absolute passion and the energy in your projects comes through in abundance. And I'm, I'm sure it's, you know, the same when you've done TV interviews and the rest. How, pardon, if you pardon the pun, like how do you use that as a vehicle to like really market Connected Curve and market maybe yourself? Like how, where do you go and how do you do it? Is it just all providing the energy and providing that story and, and that connectivity? Yes, it, yeah, it is. It's, it's, just, it's just having opportunities to tell your story wherever I can go and tell my story get people involved, inspire people. It's not motivating people because, you know, the difference between motivation and inspiration is that motivation is like, you know, that beating the drum, you know, pushing someone for a specific period of time. But inspiration, as you you just mentioned it, it's flicking that switch, isn't it? It's taking the green yeah. pill, uh, the blue pill, the red pill. Once it's on, you can't turn it off. And that's that's when you're yeah. inspired. You know what I mean? It's like, um, I've told you something, you've, you've changed the belief in your head, the switch has gone, and that's it. Welcome to your new world. You can't go back. You can't, you know, people say, I can't unsee yeah. that. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, 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 that's it. Once you've, you've learned to, to, to ride a bike, you, you know, you flip that switch, learn to balance. You can't un, undo it. And that's why I say life is sometimes yeah. like riding a bike, but different types of bike. You know what I mean? You just keep going along, yeah. flicking the switches, flicking the switches, and that's flicking the switches, flicking the switches as you, as you go on. And, and if I can help, flip people's switches and get them on board and, and inspire them, as I say, inspire them, not motivate them, inspire them with my story. Um, that's what, what you can do. What That's what I'm here to do. And you know, as I say, and I, I, and I'm not comparing myself to the likes of Martin Luther King, but they're the people I find inspiration from because I think to myself, they flicked a lot of people's switches, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Barack Obama flicked a lot of people's switches. You know, this Black Lives Matter, even though people are, are looking at it, you know, trying to... Um, you know, change the agenda or whatever, but we are living through a time that we can't go back. We are never going to go back and enslave people, are we? Now, <laughs> like we <laughs> enslave no. people, you know, whole countries and profit profit off them, like what's happened in the 70s. We're not going to go. Once you become what you can't, we can't do it. Mm. We can't go back there and do no. it. We can't go back. It's not like we can go, oh, we've motivated people to, to end slavery. <laughs> no. You've inspired people no. to, and they're woken up and they know that is the wrong thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't unlearn that. So, so, so that's what we're doing. That's what I'm. That's I'm taking that same mindset to connect the curve to say, people, this is what is. And not only is it good for the planet, but it's also good for you, because when you think about sustainability in one area, I'm a firm believer that everything is connected to everything. So sustainability for the planet is linked to sustainability, uh, you know, for the country, which is linked to sustainability within your community, which is linked to sustainability within you as a human being you know if we're out looking at other modes of transport we're using our body you know because you know if you don't use it you lose it so you know if you are walking more if you are thinking about other forms of transport rather than just being lazy and getting in your car and polluting and consumption uh then you know you're going to be healthier as an individual we're going to be healthier as a country and so it is definitely win-win, you know, situations. That's what we're looking for in life, in, in situations that's win-win. And sustainability and EV and the connected term, it's, we're all looking at 
for win-win solutions, you know, where we produce clean air within the environment. So it's clean air, less people, you know, 40,000 people a year die through to, you know, uh, diseases and illnesses related to poor air quality. I think the first young girl in Southwark um, during um, a coroner's inquest, you know, found uh, uh, climate, you know, bad air and uh, was the, the main cause for her passing, you know, and that's the first time that's ever happened in, in you know, in a UK court. Um, you know, and, and say, and it's when you hear individual things like that, because when you hear the stats, you know, mm. oh, 20,000 people die, this found people die, kind of like, you know, it doesn't really mean that much to people. It's just a number. It, it's far, um, um, you know, away from you. But when, you know, when you actually know someone, and that means so much more. You think, oh, God, that one person, because one person is too, is too many. But sometimes we can say a yeah. certain number, and then we get to a certain number, then the government obviously said, okay, too many people have died, like with COVID, we have to do something about it. A certain, it's almost like a certain number of people have to die before anything is done, whether that's mm. you know, in trains, you know, whether, even if it's in um, road safety, isn't it? You know, you know that if there's a, a speed yeah. camera there, a certain number of people have died, and probably more than one. <laughs> But um, yeah. you know, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be like that. You know, we should think to ourselves, okay, look, let's try. I know that, you know, there's a cost involved and there's got to be a way of, of, you know, we can't put certain things everywhere. But if we know now that it's killing us, we shouldn't have to listen to numbers. We should know that, yes, we've got this opportunity to get into clean clean um, you know, uh, emission vehicles. Let's do that. You know, and even if we've got the chance to walk, let's walk. Let's use public transport. It's healthy for ourselves, and that's what I'm at Connected Curb trying to do. Trying to help change, uh, you know, uh, flick on the switch, but for want of a better phrase, in as many people as possible yeah. to get them on board, to get them emotionally invested, so they become agents for change themselves. Absolutely. And I can say with confidence in definitely the rugby world, you've definitely flicked a lot of people's switches that I've been talking to. And, and hopefully with this next venture as well, you, you'll do the same. I know a lot of our listeners will probably go away and have a look and just think on oh, listening to your story and having a look online about it, because there's so much good content out there that you guys have produced and the actual product is great. And I think EV is definitely important. And a lot of people, I think it almost goes back to understanding understanding the, the problem as well, doesn't it? You know, people might not understand things like you say, they might just get a load of stats, but stats are meaningless unless people understand is that a bad stat is that a good stat um so absolutely and what i really wanted to know as well kind of almost to wrap everything up is we, we've talked all the great things about what inspires you but i'm really interested to know is like what's next for you what's next for martin afaya and, and is it connected curb or have you got loads of other things which you're on with as well um what's next for me is as i said everything is connected to anything but it's like just champion sustainability um whether that's in your individual health in the way that you, you know, you, you, you move, you transport yourself, you know, goods, you know, us as a country, uh, as us as a world, I know COP26 is uh, in Glasgow, I think, um, in, in November. And, you know, that's like the biggest, you know, world summit for climate change. That's on a global scale. But, you know, we as individuals um, can um, make, our, make our mark and, uh, you know, just move that needle just by literally taking that first step changing our habits um looking at the way that we you know we get around like i you know i definitely look you know if i've got a, uh, a way of getting around i think to myself now and i even thought like this morning i thought to myself oh God. i always use public transport as a way of getting places i think walking but i never used to think of jogging as a way of getting i go for a jog but i thought to myself i never think of jogging because obviously you know time time's mm. a factor as well when getting sometimes i think to myself i can't go there by by walking because it will take too long and I've got to get there and back. 
I, you know, I can't get there um, uh, by using my car because I think we'll take with the LTNs or whatever. But I thought to myself, God, you know, I thought, oh, I can jog. So I just was like, oh, okay, that's, if I put get a, a rucksack, I can jog. So it's always just, you know, just sharing your, continually sharing your story and getting better, you know, getting better, helping other people, helping my children achieve my, um, uh, both my children are keen sportswomen. My youngest, Phoenix, is a footballer. He's a uh, part of uh, the QPR development uh, system. Uh, my eldest son, Tyler, is a rugby player. He's part of London Irish development system. Um, and yeah, just helping people. That's all I want to just help people. You know, that's in life. You know, you spend the first half of your life trying to achieve, I think, things. And the second half of your life trying to help people, trying to add value mm. to other people's lives. And I think that is where the true... Uh, joy is in life and now i um i help people with mindset coaching as well you know wanting people wanting to get healthy and fit so you know reach out to me martin chats of fire on instagram or, or or on um uh facebook or any of the social media channels really if you want to um develop your your mindset into the growth mindset you know so i do a lot of of coaching uh for that I have an online fitness club that I, I do with the called the, the family with Jamie Bolsh, Adam Jamili, uh, 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 and a few other sportsmen as well. So yeah, so we we have that. So yeah, so it's all about sustainability, really. I think because a lot of the things we did in the past, you know, cost was the number one factor. You know, as soon as someone said to you something, you go, "How much does that cost?" You know, but now yeah. sustainability is the one factor. Is you know, cost is just still up, up there, but. It's below sustainable. If it's not sustainable, you know, you can't do it. You can't do things now. You know, uh, by 2030, you will not be able to buy an uh, ICE vehicle. That's an internal yeah. combustion engine vehicle. You know, if it's fueled on petrol or diesel, you will not be able to buy a brand new one by 2030. And the, t- and the clock is ticking. So, you know, we are going into this, what Boris termed the green revolution. You know what I mean? We're living through something now, through COVID, through masks through the green revolution, through the, the march to, to zero emission vehicles. We are living through something in time that we are going to refer back to in five years, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years. The same as we look back at the Black Plague or, or the Second World War, this is going to be a moment in time. You're living through a moment in time which will shape, you know, the Industrial Revolution shape the period we're living in now. And the time we're living in now is going to shape the way that we do business. You know, we've seen, let's say, with low emission vehicles, with Uber, with <laughs> um, just lots of different companies, you know, business business models. It's all yeah. changing. The world is changing now. And that's why you need to connect with it, get passionate about it, get on board and not get left behind. It's the same with sports as well. I think I saw a deal the other day between uh, Sky and Tottenham where one of their uh, games are going to be either carbon neutral or very, very green in some regards. So it's, yeah, it's absolutely top of people's uh, agenda. And it, yeah, it's been great to speak to you just to learn about all the stuff that you're doing and, and your thoughts because it's been super insightful. I certainly feel inspired and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will go away and have a look at all the different bits and bobs that you've mentioned. We'll make sure to put everything in the show notes as well. But otherwise, it's been absolute pleasure talking to you, Martin. Really, really great uh, insight for everybody. So uh, I'm sure it's uh, some content we'll, we'll all enjoy. So, yeah, thank you very much for your time. Um, and we'll speak to you soon. Cheers, Martin. My pleasure, Chris. See you soon. Bye. Cheers. Bye.